Thanks for listening to The Leader. We'll be bringing you all the latest news and advice on coronavirus over the next few days and weeks. But you can also get updates through your smart speaker. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard. We send a new bulletin every morning at 7am. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. Is the government doing enough to stop coronavirus? There's some very respective voices out there now questioning the government's strategy. And Jeremy Hunt is a serious figure at Westminster. And what he says will be taken seriously. Our deputy political editor, Nicholas Cecil, on the criticisms faced by Boris Johnson as the infection rate spikes and the Premier League is suspended. Also, it's done about three and a half weeks of previews here in New York took a million dollars in its in its first week, all set to launch with a big splash. Um, and about three hours before the curtain came up, um, the governor of New York State effectively closed Broadway for four weeks. From New York, our arts correspondent Robert Dex tells us about the moment Broadway went dark with all theatres closed by coronavirus. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, can the UK government do more to fight coronavirus? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Is enough being done to fight back against COVID-19 in the UK? In the Evening Standard, former Health Secretary Jeremy Hunt writes, there are other things the more successful countries have done about the spread of the disease that we are currently not doing. He writes about Japan closing schools, the success of draconian travel restrictions in countries like Taiwan, and wonders if schools could be closed with skeleton classes for the children of key workers like NHS staff. He's one of several critical voices raising questions about the UK government's battle plan, but our editorial column says the government should be listening to the scientists, at least for now. Whether Jeremy Hunt and other critics are right is hard to know in such an unprecedented situation. But the benefit of the doubt should, at this stage, be given to the government, which insists it is following the advice of its most senior scientists. None of this means, however, that more drastic measures should be off the agenda. 
even in the short term, if the evidence on the ground starts to alter the scientific picture. Events already appear to be overtaking the government, with the widespread cancellation of sporting fixtures looking likely to make redundant any need for ministers to implement the ban that they have so far avoided. Preventing deaths must come first, and as the government continues with the difficult balancing act of deciding what is best to do next, it must remain agile. Lives are at stake, and difficult decisions lie ahead that must be got right. Our deputy political editor, Nicholas Cecil, is in Westminster. Nicholas, Jeremy Hunt says in this newspaper that the clock is ticking. Is the government likely to change course with its coronavirus plans at this stage? At the moment, there are no signs that the government is going to change course. Certainly the chief scientific advisor was saying this morning that measures introduced so far are seen as quite extreme already and they will mean a, a large number of people staying at home if they get coronavirus style symptoms uh, which are a persistent cough and, and a temperature. The advice there is that if you have these symptoms to stay at home for seven days and try and keep away from your family. And yet the numbers have gone up again today haven't they? Yes I think we're expecting that we'll probably get a 200 or so more cases today. These are confirmed cases, so probably around 800 or so confirmed cases in the UK so far. The real figure is actually far higher. The government scientists estimate that there are probably between 5,000 and 10,000 cases here already. These figures are expected to start escalating sharply shortly in coming weeks and that's when the the epidemic will fully start. And you've got things like the Premier League suspending anyway without any government intervention. Is that the sort of thing we can see more of or we're expecting to see more of? So at the moment, the the government doesn't believe that banning large-scale events is an effective tool to fight coronavirus. One of the reasons for that is that the virus is spread through close contact and you're probably more likely to get it at a family gathering or down the pub than you are at a football stadium. And the, the, the risk is that if you ban football games, the fans will just go and watch it in the pub where they may be in closer contact with people with the infection. Likewise, if you close schools, you will reduce transmission slightly. But again, there's a danger that some of these pupils may end up going to stay with their grandparents um, because their parents can't look after them. And it's the elderly, which is a group that is particularly at risk. So holding steady, I suppose, is what the government's doing and just keeping firm, holding the line, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's a, a, a tough line to hold and I think it will become increasingly tough to hold it. Around the world, lots of countries are taking far more dramatic action than Britain. In France, in Germany, in Ireland, in America, in Japan. These countries are either closing schools, limiting public transport, even banning flights. Britain has taken a different approach and is very much out on a limb here. The, the scientist's view is that gradually people, the, the country will develop herd immunity to uh, the virus, which you would need about 60% of the population to have this. So that, that over the long term is what is expected to happen. And in the, in the shorter term, in coming months, that they just want to reduce the scale of the peak in this epidemic and flatten it out, broaden it out, 
so that when it hits, hopefully the NHS will be able to cope. But it is a very, very serious uh, situation and very unfortunate that we expect hundreds, if not thousands of people to die. It is interesting, though, that a former health secretary, Jeremy Hunt, is one of those who has been most critical of the strategy. That has to apply a unique kind of pressure, doesn't it? Yes, there's some very respective voices out there now questioning the government strategy. So it's not just Mavericks and so on. And Jeremy Hunt is a serious figure at Westminster and, and what he says will be taken seriously. But yes, at the end of the day, it's a question of judgment properly and the scientists believe that the strategy that they are pursuing is the best one for Britain, even though it is coming under increasing pressure. And you can read Jeremy Hunt's article in the newspaper or online at standard.co.uk slash comment. Next. Every theatre was shut. Every theatre had a sign on basically saying, you know, by order of the government of New York State, um, we are not open for business. The night the Broadway went dark, Robert Dex is in New York. Will coronavirus close London's theatres too? Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Massive West End musical hit six travelled to Broadway with the expectation that it was going to repeat its success all over again in New York. Then just before the curtain was due to lift on its debut last night, this happened. In light of all those changing realities, it is time now to declare a state of emergency in New York City. For most venues, that will begin 5 o'clock Friday. For Broadway, as I understand, begins 5 o'clock tonight. New York Mayor Mel de Blasio signed off on a state of emergency. Broadway has been shut down for at least a month. Every theatre, every show cancelled by coronavirus. The Evening Standard's arts correspondent Robert Dex is there. Robert, what happened? Well, I'm in New York for what was meant to be the grand opening of Six, the musical. It's um, the hit West End musical that basically turns um, the wives of Henry VIII into a girl band. Divorced. Beheaded. Survived. And tonight... It's been a huge hit in the UK, um, a huge hit where it's had the chance to perform in the States. Um, it's done about three and a half weeks of previews here in New York, took a million dollars in its first week, 
all set to launch with a big splash. Um, and about three hours before the curtain came up, um, the governor of New York State effectively closed Broadway for four weeks. No arguments, nothing can be done. Anywhere, I think, with crowds larger than 500, um, all events basically cancelled. The cast, the crew, lots of people coming from London were basically left stunned. And what's it like in Broadway itself right now? Last night, every theatre had a sign on basically saying, you know, by order of the governor of New York State, um, we are not open for business. This is the sort of place that relies on tourism, visitors from out of town. Um, and everywhere you go, every bar, every cafe, um, you can tell people are worried because they just think that numbers are going to go down, 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 and it's going to have a huge economic effect. I mean, I walked back to my hotel last night, every taxi that went past me had its light on looking for business. Robert, could this happen in London too? So I spoke last night to, to Kenny Wax, who's, who's one of the producers of Six. He's been with the show, you know, from its beginnings in the UK. Um, he also happens to be, um, this year, um, president of the Society of London Theatre. Um, the Society of London Theatre basically covers pretty much all the major theatres uh, in the West End and beyond. And he was saying, you know, he'd been on a phone call or on a board meeting yesterday. Um, there's going to be another meeting today. But essentially, I think the West End's view, and I guess this is where the UK's response as a whole has been slightly different, is it's sort of business as usual. I mean, he says numbers are down in terms of audiences, but they're still healthy, um, no pun intended. Um, so, so shows are still going to open, and, and, and I think that's the case until the government advice changes. Um, like a lot of people, you know, the theatres are no different to other businesses or families across the country. They're waiting to be told what the best thing is to do. Um, if they're told to close, they will, of course, close. But until then, um, the West End will remain open for the time being. But then I met the king and soon my daddy said, you should try and get ahead. Yeah, I bet they were. If you think about all the preparation and all the excitement, it must have been devastating, Robert. I understand there were a few drinks after the announcement, so did the opening night party still go ahead then? It didn't go ahead. Um, what happened was there was sort of drinks for cast and crew and a few people involved in, in a tavern actually right next door to the theatre. It was fairly sombre. I mean, people were just shocked. I mean, this hasn't come out of the blue. People did think Broadway might close. Once the shock was over, people were fairly positive and the general feeling was it could have been worse. If they'd opened and then theatres had closed the next day, then they'd have had nowhere to go. You know, the reviews would have come out, all that impetus would have built up and people wouldn't be able to see it. So actually now they've kind of looked out a little bit in that they can relaunch again. Also, the show has been such a massive hit, you know, in, in the UK and it's been trialled in, I think, three cities in the States and one in Canada and done well everywhere it's gone. So if this is just a four-week pause, or even if it goes on slightly longer, if things change, it's going to be the small shows, the shows that people have perhaps taken more of a chance on that now may never see the light of day that, that will really suffer. And that's The Leader. Please subscribe through your podcast provider and give us a rating too. We'll be back on Monday at 4pm.